Hello and welcome to Elim Church. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, for today's podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We are here in our little studio. We have Steve with us today. We are recording again this week. Um, we really believe God is um, really driving these uh, these studies that we're doing. And this is the second time you would have heard us this week. We've got Steve with us. We are here. You will catch us again on Buzzsprout, Spotify over the next few days as this goes out. Wherever you are across the world, we thank you so much for the downloads. And uh, we are just looking straight out of the barrel of truth. And simply today, Steve is bringing something that will be very powerful. We believe it's Holy Ghost fueled and it is proofs of salvation. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good I'm morning, well. my friend. Come on, let's let's get straight in. We love the word. We love the word. We're straight in with the word here. You know, we, no fluffing around the edge. We're just straight in. This is raw, straight <coughs> off the bat, straight coming out of the word of God. So wherever you are today, please share all this stuff out. You know, comments. We thank you for the comments that are coming back through. And uh, we really, really uh, are are blessed to hear and to see what's coming back but also just a quick reminder you might hear activity in the background um, it's not supernatural it's scaffolders out there it's bricklayers it's carpenters we are in and on the edge of uh, major work so we're just trying to protect the sound as much as we can so this is live this is raw this is not edited in any way this is straight out of this small studio that we're in this morning right steve let's go that's less of me now more okay we've got uh, two um text that I want to read from. Yeah. Uh, first from 2 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5, and then we're going to 2 Peter 1, 5 to 11. Right, okay. For indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we also are weak in him, yet we will live with him because of the power of God directed toward us. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognise this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? Mm, test yourself. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. As long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in all this way... The entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus, sorry, of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Now, we've spoken um, over the weeks about um, making sure that you're saved, and it's more than sitting in a, a church meeting and sticking your hand up in the air and saying, yeah. uh, Yes, Pastor, I, you know, I want to give my life to Jesus. It, it's, it's far more than that. Can we firstly mm, say yes, that, yeah. that it's a gift? It, it is be, salvation is given. Oh, yes, That's salvation. very clear, yes. isn't it? Oh, yes. So we cannot work our way no. into eternity. So we can't buy our way. It's not a matter of tithing. It's no. not a matter by works. No. It's not about how many preaches we do. It's not. It's nothing, no, nothing. to do with that whatsoever. No, it's nothing. This is to, a it, gift. <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> well, to do with us. Um, uh, so that on. brings, ev- sorry Steve, that brings everybody to a, a level playing field, doesn't it? That yeah. There is no one that is highly more educated than someone else. So that it's not by works, it's not by finances, it's not by your knowledge. It purely comes from God. It is a gift. Yes. And God chooses. God chooses, yes. Uh, I was listening to something the other day and uh, the preacher was saying you had no, you had no involvement in your natural birth and you have no involvement in your spiritual birth very um, true and if you look at john 3 where he's talking to nicodemus and uh, he, he says to nicodemus uh, you know you must be born again uh, nicodemus picks up this thing and said and realizes he's talking about um real birth he's talking yeah. well how can yeah. i get back in my mother's womb and be born again and jesus we basically got to be born of the spirit uh, and well, how's this happening? So, well, <laughs> the, we do not. Uh, when uh, let's let's quote it rather than me. Yeah, let's stumble turn. over it. 
because he's, he's Jesus's quote is is um, very enigmatic. No, it's <laughs> what he says is that uh, in verse five of chapter three of John, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Praise God. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from, where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Basically, only God knows who's going to be born again. Only God knows to whom salvation will come. This this, This should be refreshing to so many people because so many people have got caught, haven't they, in religion where it's, it's almost like a performance. We've got to be at church, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And the church and religion can quite easily make you feel that that I've got to work my way through when the scripture is nothing, doesn't depend and doesn't require that whatsoever, that Christ saves us, God saves us. And as you said, we have no control of, of our natural birth and our spiritual birth. It, it has been taken out of humanity's hands. Oh completely so this is very refreshing to me even though that i know and i knew but you get caught in this skin of church the other thing about this also is if when if you if you consider it it's something that a lot of people don't like and they reject it but if you face it yeah. in all seriousness and all uh, uh, truthfulness the idea that you have no control over your life and that it is God who chooses mm. what to do. Yeah, is um, it makes you tremble inside. It does because yes. the fact that it's up to God. Um, I think I've spoken about this before with, about John Newton when he had this uh, this picture in his mind, this vision uh, as he was striving with the Lord over his own salvation. He got the sense of God holding him. Uh, between his, his thumb and his forefinger and dangling him over a great chasm. And Newton knew that if God let him go, there was nothing he could do about it. Oh, God. But what? God brought him back. Mm. Uh, mm. If anybody wants to understand something of, of Newton's um, experience, if you read uh, or even sing, uh, I can't sing it, I find yeah. it difficult to sing, Amazing Grace. Yeah. Uh, that is very much a personal testimony. Of very, very much so, very Newton, strong. Because in, in one of it, it says, um, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch more like me. Mm-hmm. I once was lost, but yeah. now I'm found. T'was blind, I was blind, but now I see. Uh, T'was grace that taught my heart to fear. That grace was God holding him over. Over the chasm. Uh, T'was grace my fear relieved. Because he brought him back. Brought me back. Yeah. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed? Believed. He realised that God loved him so much yeah. that he wouldn't let him go. It, it, it really... And, he, and what he proved to... Yeah. What God proved to Newton in, in that period of time of his experience was God's sovereignty. And, and Newton loved God's sovereignty. He loved the grace of God. He realised the sweetness and the beauty of God in his love towards him. And this is, this is, this is really touching a cold. Well, yeah. Because did. there comes a point in your life, Steve, don't you? You know that you're saved, but then suddenly because of lifestyle, because of the way of the world, because of work, because of family, because of church, because of everything, you can almost take it for a granted thing that, but the, the, the power of salvation to know, as, as Steve has just put that, where he held him over that, that chasm, and God is never going to let you go. No, no. And, you know, this is, this is just, this is so beautiful. But this so is, many people, this is the beyond. problem with this, you see, today, is so many people believe that they can choose their salvation. They have this idea that um, we must come with a free will. Well, seriously, if you look at um, the teachings of free will, either from... Pelagius going back to the 4th mm. century or Arminius uh, back in the 16th century and then compare it to what it says in Romans 3 no man seeks God 
No. No man sees God. That's biblical. That's clear. That's fact. Yes. That's carved. That's written. Yes. No man. So here again, so we understand that salvation is a gift. It's of God. It's given. Yes, yes given. And um, uh, and even while we're still sinning, the scripture tells us very clearly that God demonstrates his own love for us by saving us. Yes. Setting us free. Yes. So there must be untold amount of people sitting in pews, sitting in churches, questioning things, trying to fit into the puzzle of church, feeling very uncomfortable mm. because a lot of religion can make you feel unsaved. Yes, because it's it's a, it ends up people um, strive in uh, you know going to church, yeah. making sure they go to yeah. Bible study, yeah. make sure they go to a prayer meeting, yeah. uh, make sure they go to Sunday yeah. morning, Sunday evening, mm-hmm. make sure they read their Bible, make sure of this, make sure of that. Well, I know that uh, Peter actually says make sure of certain things. Make sure. He doesn't say make sure of those things. Yes, it's there has to be a change within. Mm. And I've, I've got a small list here. It's not exhaustive, and it, it, it's not in any uh, form of order. But there are some things that, if salvation has really come to you, if you really are saved, these are the things that you should see. And they mirror what Peter says. Peter says it in a, in a more eloquent way than I say it. Um, but it should mirror. It, you should see these things in your life. For instance, um, when true salvation has come there has to be a conscious knowledge and need and desire for jesus christ yeah that that's it's that, that has that, to be that. constant and almost steve could i say that it gnaws you because times it does gnaw you the yes. more you, the more you want the, the more you realize how you i'm not right the yes, more but you it, want, it, it, but it gives you the peace, it gives you the peace as well. Yeah, but on this 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 transcends that this need for Christ. Yes, we need Him to 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 shape to continue yeah. that work in us that He has promised to perform, and that is part part of it. But do you want to go into your closet and spend time with Him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Do you need it? Do you desire it? Do you want it? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're offered a choice between something of a worldly thing and going into your closet to pray with Jesus Christ mm. and meet with him, yeah. depending on how you answer that, gives you an idea of where Wh- you are. Where you sit, yeah. Right? Um, there's been many times I, I, we're sitting at home and we're watching some junk on the TV or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, or even when I'm watching something that I'm interested in, there's this sense within me, I've got to go and pray, I must go and meet the Lord, yeah. I've got to abandon I'm, this, I've, I've got to go. I'm, I'm away from this, yes. I'm off the screen and I'm in a prayer, God yes. is calling me. God is calling me and, and, and that, my heart's desire rises up and I say, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I want to spend time with the Lord. Yeah. And it's not, and also that spending that time with him is not bringing a prayer list. No. All right? Spending that time with him, the development of your relationship with him in that time, as he begins to shine his light within you, he shows you things that he desires to deal with. Yes, yeah. He will also encourage you in areas of your life. He will, uh, in, in the reading of your word, he will speak to you. And what I would say also is, is, is in this present day and age, um, this idea of hearing God's voice. <clears throat> if you start hearing audible voices, I suggest that you be very, very careful what you're listening to. Very careful. Very careful. It's not that God won't speak, but it is not... It's not at the level that we're hearing uh, time and time no. and time and time I mean, time even, if you, even if you go into the prophets, yeah. someone like Isaiah... Uh, he was a prophet for 45 years. Now, uh, Isaiah's um, book is 66 chapters long. Those 66 chapters are developed over a 45-year period. So when you break that down even more, hearing from God is nowhere near as much as what we're hearing today through certain ministries that they are hearing from him every second of their heartbeat. Yeah. Plus the fact that the kind of stuff that the, they, yeah. they bring out, they portray God as... as as all, all pathetic, yeah, 
yeah. I, I hate to say that, it almost yeah. chokes me to say it, but they, they, their, the, the God that they serve yeah. is, is a pathetic God because the, the God that they serve is Satan. Mm. Um, the prophecies that come out are trite. Yes. Um, if you look at all the prophets of the Old Testament, uh, they never were ever used by God to make people feel better. Uh, they were there Warning. to challenge people, to warn people. Yes, they encouraged people. There were always encouragements in it. But isn't it interesting, Steve, that in the warning there is an encouragement? Oh, yes. So it might. So when the prophet was speaking, it was a clear warning, but the warning brought a warmth and encouragement to, yes. I'm getting into God. Yeah. I'm coming back. It's a pulling back. It's a, it's a correcting as a father would speak. Yes. But it's not this... Nonsense of you know God's going to supply all your wildest dreams. Oh, we touched yeah, on this yeah. the other day. Um, we 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 end up making God no more than a supermarket into whom we pop yeah, every now and then to pick yeah, up what we yeah. want. And we just yeah, is our shopping list. Yeah, it's revolting. Thank you very much. No, and and we are. It's a conditioning that's been in the church for many many years. But obviously, the timeline of where we sit with with God and and the return of Christ. We are expected to see such a, a rise of false prophets and teachers. Yes, aren't we? very much so. Yes, yes. And that has accelerated in the last three or four years, isn't it? It's been like really supercharged that they seem to be on every corner, wherever you look. Well, there's a, a guy out in um, uh, America, George Barner, and he produces this poll. We spoke about this last year about how it was when he started. How interesting looking, them figures was. Yeah, he started looking at uh, those that claimed that they were Christian of. of it, what he found that really and truthfully, mm. uh, of all the people that called themselves Christian, there were only really there were only six percent that had a biblical worldview. Well, his latest poll tends to look as though it, the, the numbers are dropping. Really? Yeah, the numbers are dropping. But that's scripture, isn't it? So yeah. when we, when we I know we I've got to be careful not to come off track because I'm famous for that. <laughs> the great falling away that I understand is. We must be in there, aren't we? I believe so. I believe we've been in it for a long time. It's a, it, because it's a developmental thing. It doesn't just, you it don't just, just walk a, to a cliff and fall off. No, it's a, <clears throat> a gradual process. Yes. But then all of a sudden, you God makes you very aware that these denominations are just, they're literally dropping by their actions. And especially through um, the preaching and the teaching of what's coming out. It's like when, when you're getting all this prophetic stuff, where is it coming from? Out of somebody's head. Yeah. At best and from Satan at the worst. Is it? Yeah. So we are at a critical point yes. as a globe of I've got to get into the word. I've got to stay in this word. Yes, I've got to be very careful what I listen to. I've got to be very sensitive. I've got to pray for wisdom. God, open my eyes, open my heart to what I should be listening to and what I shouldn't remove what I shouldn't yes, very be. Much so. yes, yes. Because we've 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 done a fair bit of legwork on this at the very beginning of lockdown that the flesh could be drawn, couldn't it, to some of that stuff because it could be encouraging. You think, Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, hang on, I told you I had that moment, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I thought, hang on. Whoa, I've been into this. But God, I believe, took me into that, kept me there, and then suddenly Pulled the vow back. Yes, because he, he took you in there to show you the emptiness of it. The emptiness. <clears throat> and even while you're in that and you think that God is in that, you are empty, but you're almost kidding yourself that God is in it. Does that make some sense? Yes, and the reason that is there, and one of the reasons why <clears throat> we're doing this today, is that there are a lot of Christians out there that feel incredibly inadequate. Yeah, They don't feel that they're saved. They don't feel this. They don't feel that. And it's always feeling, feeling, feeling. Feelings, right? yeah. <clears throat> and somebody stands up there and, and, and comes out with this this wonderful testimony. You know, I went to heaven and I met with God and all this, that and the other. And your inadequacies become greater and greater. And they say, well, the, the way to uh, do this is to do that and do that and do that. And as, as children of God, our desire is for our eyes to be opened. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see more. I mean, in my own times of prayer, <laughs> so often I'm saying, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm like that man whom you healed, and he, he, he sees men like trees walking. <clears throat> and that's the best, that's a good day. You that's know? A good... <laughs> um, so this idea of, of needing to see and wanting yeah, to yeah. see, 
these people come along and then they play on the um, inadequacy, the... That's unfair, not the inadequacy, <clears throat> but the lack of security. Um, and there are teachers over the years that whilst they haven't signed up to that and would stand away from it completely, yeah. because of the way they have taught, yes. they've made people feel in less. They have made, they've that, made yeah. people yeah. feel as though, you know, I... I'm I can't reach that bar. Yes. It's so supernatural. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am I am so inferior. Yes. Yeah. But where's the, the point <laughs> as dear old Spurgeon said, when Satan comes and tells me uh that I'm unworthy, uh I just say to him, Well I always have been. Um, and I will be until he calls me. Home. Yeah, he you know <clears throat> I'm not supposed to be worthy. He he chooses me and salvation, as you said, is a gift. Um <clears throat> so just sort of carrying on is the one of the other things that begins to develop and, and, and Peter says <clears throat> for if these qualities are yours and increasing increasing. So, increasing so this is something that grows it's not something that's suddenly dumped on you from heaven and if you haven't got it in again your inadequacy kicks in it's not a case of that but you start seeing these things and you start seeing them develop so that's, them develop. that's very comforting that word isn't it yes. because it's I'll say a slow burn. Yes, it is. A gentle move yeah. with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. So God is the one that shapes. We're on the potter's wheel. Mm. He's the one that's dealing. But the Holy Spirit um, reveals yes, the areas does. of my... Isn't it amazing that he still loves me in my failings? Well, again, to quote Spurgeon, you know, I'm glad he chose me before the foundation of the world because he certainly wouldn't have chose me after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, Good old Spurgeon. Anyway, he's a great man. He's a great man. Um, but so, this is important stuff that I can't work it. I can't buy my way in. I can't get ed educated in it. It's that it's given. It's like I'm actually um, lost for words. That this is so powerful that no human being can buy it. The richest no, no, man no. or woman <laughs> on the earth. It no, cannot no. be bought. Uh, it, it it is not given by the religious order. You are it, salvation. Even. What fathoms me, Steve, is like, even when we've said this before, when we're not focusing on God or not even thinking about church, Christ has already been working on us for yeah. so long, yeah. so long. And that, and Steve made a really interesting point one day um, when we was just chatting, having a cup of coffee, about the altar call situation. That is that comes into question, doesn't it? Because it's a lot of rubbish. It's, you, find, you, won't you can't find, find a reference in the Bible. It, I mean, that started with Charles Finney back in the 1840s, 50s, 60s, whenever. You know, he was he was called the, uh, uh, the not the king, that's the wrong word, but he, um, yeah, the father, he was the called the father of... The father uh, of the altar uh, call. Of, the re of revivalists. Revivalists, yeah. <clears throat> and he came up with this idea of the decision seat and going all through this. And, you know, you know I'm sure people will say that, Finney, but personally speaking, I, 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 I don't give him much out for him. Uh, I don't much like what he had to say. Yeah. Um... And it, it's fr basically you can follow him through Finney, Moody, uh, Billy Sunday, um, and again you'll see that all these these are American, and America has had a great influence on on the growth of the gospel over the years. Uh, but it's Sunday, <coughs> and then Billy Graham, Lewis Palau, and if you look at it, just about every um, uh, evangelist uh, goes through this altar call business. Yeah. You know. And I've sat under their ministries, and I've sat there, and I could have jumped up for salvation four or five times because of like the pressure of it. Over the years, when I was in, uh, when the Lord began to draw me, and I had no one to teach me, and I was yeah. I was completely green. I hadn't got a clue what was going on, and I saw all these people around me. I went I went forward dozens of times. Praise God. And what a great learning experience all this has been to us. Oh, yes. Because God uses all that to get the truth to us. Yeah. Because I, and you have, and I have, and there must be thousands, goodness knows how many people have sat under these ministries, but have felt the the flesh go, oh, I better <clears> go down because I'm going to be the odd well, one out. strangely enough, from my own point of view, it wasn't so much the flesh, it was this desire for salvation. Okay. When I went down and gave my life, nothing happened. I gave it. But no, he's already... And so I go away and I'm thinking, what's, what's going there on? There hasn't been a change. What's going I on? I need this change. There hasn't been a change. 
Um, but before you got to that altar call moment, God had already worked on oh, you already be- working. Be- before, yeah, working before the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So these experiences are not for us to worry about because you hear it time and time and time and time again. Oh, I've gone down and decided to, to let Jesus in. Well, goodness gracious. <laughs> If that, that's like, that's no, like, well, again, again, it, it's like, that, that, again, where that comes from is from um, uh, Revelation. I stand at the door and knock. Yeah. He opens the door. I, and they use that as an evangelist. They use call. that as a, a call. No, no, no. Jesus there, he's talking to Christians. Yeah. He's talking he's to people that to say yeah. they know him. Yeah. And he's asking, he's knocking on their door. I want to come in. You yeah. say you know me. Well, if you know me, open the door and I'll come in and I'll sup with you and my father. Um so it's it's a it's a reprimand to those that say they know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so right, okay. So we we we're getting we're getting a handle on this salvation that it's a gift, it's given, we're chosen, everything. But you've just said something that's made me think again, again. Um, let me in. So when we so we are chosen, we are saved. Yes, and God draws us. Remember that in, in no one comes to me other than the Father, draw him. Draw and any who come to me I will by in no way turn away. So right, so what I there was a, a uh, <laughs> I'm over uh, over again to put in with Spurgeon this morning, but there was a time uh, one of his times of preaching, I've probably spoken about this before. And uh, at the Metropolitan Tabernacle down the Oakland Castle, um, and he said, "My dear brothers and sisters, um, you know me. You know my beliefs. I am a Calvinist. I am an Augustinian, and you know that I believe that it is God that calls and God that chooses. And there are many amongst you today. You know that you are chosen, and God has drawn you into His, uh, into His Son, and into the life uh, that He gives through the cross." There are many of you sitting here today saying, I don't know that I'm drawn, Pastor, but I would really like to come. And he said, you can. The door is open. Wow. So what he was saying was yeah. that yeah. it's not necessarily a need to know that you're chosen, but if there's a desire in your heart for him, he's drawing you and you can come and yeah. he's not going to turn you away. You don't have to tick all the theological the, the, boxes. Oh, yeah. Right? So it comes down to this. So there's an invitation as well. A, a, the door is there. You, you can come and turn the handle. Yes. But what he didn't do, he didn't then go into this, um, you know, come down the front and I'll pray for you business. No. Basically what he expected them to do was go home. and Go support. home. And it's, it's between you and God. Yes. Do you think that um, if we look at the altar call business that goes on, that could be a moment when just the body realises that God is is has chosen me or do you think that there, it is an, an, an a reaction to that that Billy Graham moment that if I don't run I will never be saved a drawing of the that, crowd that there are many reasons why people go forward yeah I think they go forward because they are deeply desirous of God I think they go forward because as I was not understanding whether I was saved and, and needing yeah to know yeah yeah, yeah. I think some people go forward because they're caught up in the um, emotion of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people go forward because my wife's gone forward, my husband's gone forward. I bet. Go, I'll yeah. go forward with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so there's a hundred and one ways. There, there are many, many reasons, reasons why people go through those sorts of things. Mm. And, but at the end of the day, they are of very little use. I remember reading something that. Um, uh, one minister out in America, uh, a, a very powerful evangelist in his time, uh, and he, he, he travelled the globe evangelising, and he said, when I gave the call, sometimes thousands upon thousands of people will come forward, but I doubt that many of them went through for salvation. Wow. So he went through his whole altar call business, yeah. and mm. all these people came forward for whatever reason. Mm. But he doubted that true wow. salvation had come to them. So you end up wondering why on earth he bothered. Why did he? Yeah, you know. So, so the other thing about it as well is that other, because of the um, the growth of the lies of the uh, name it and claim it. Yes. Church, yeah. All right. Uh, people. Oh, I want to be rich. So Jesus yeah, yeah. made him rich. I'll go forward. Yeah. The other thing also is this. Um, people love 
their families. Mm-hmm. And there's an old saying that, uh, you know, I'll sup with the devil if I can get what I want. Wow. And if I've got a son that's sick or a daughter that's sick or a wife that's sick or a husband or so on and so yeah. forth, I don't care what happens. As long as. As long as they're healed. Yeah. And so they end up going forward. They hear that Jesus heals mm-hmm. and they go forward for yeah. healing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the real stupidity of it is I always remember a story about Reinhard Bonnke out in Africa one time. And people couldn't get into the arena. It was a great big football arena. And they were literally bringing dead people and sick people and laying them on the bonnet of his car. Oh, wow. To Whoa. see if they, the power of God the, would work through this man of God's possession. Oh, gosh. It becomes... You enter into a place like that, don't well, this, you? I mean, this is a nonsense. This is... This is this, yeah, this goes beyond that, doesn't it? This, yes. this is in the realm of... Well, it's superstition. It's superstition. It's magic. It's magic. It's got nothing Black to do magic, with magic, witchcraft, nothing to do with I the mean, gospel. basically, it's, it, what it's based upon is that area in Acts when yeah. Peter walked past and his shadow and fell his shadow. and healed. And then the other time when they sent out prayer cloths. Yeah. And people said, oh, that's it. We've got to do this all the time. Yeah. You know, we'll send out prayer cloths and all you've got to do is pray over and you'll be healed. Um, but there wasn't $50 attached. <laughs> <laughs> but these things were, were purposely done. Yes. And, and they were... I would suggest they were singular activities of the Holy Spirit at that particular I, time. I would agree. That was a moment in time yes. that God used. Yes. Done. Yeah. For that time, for that yeah, generation, for signs, that audience. They were signs of the apostles. They were signs, yes. Because in that, in that early yeah. day when Christ was being preached, the power of the Holy Spirit going out in those signs and wonders was there as they as the Lord used the signs and wonders to affirm Christ as God. Mm, yeah. The signs and wonders were used to affirm these men were of Christ. Amen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, I do not believe that the gifts of God have passed away. No. But neither do I believe that a man can lay hands on them. Mm. It's either given, as it says in yeah. the Corinthian letter, or it's not. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's given or it's not. Definitely. It, yeah, it's very clear, isn't it? It doesn't like, stop you from praying for someone to be healed. It doesn't stop you no, from No, because that's anything. encouragement. That's, that's faith. That's, if you're going to lay hands on someone and say, be healed in Jesus' name, you better know that that's what God is saying. And that, that brings in the same conversation about this prophetic language. Very much so. When someone says, God has told me this is going to happen to you, yeah. and it doesn't, who's that going to affect? It's going to affect everybody. Absolutely everything and everyone. Because the one that has been given the word to is going, God's told me I'm going to be healed in December. I'm, I'm going to be free of this in and December. And gonna... dead and everybody's affected by it and I'll run away yeah. from the Lord. Yeah, exactly. And you know the area of palliative care that I work in? Yes, indeed. The conversations I've had with certain people from certain areas of church, and I have to say, that is not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not. Because you, you are speaking in a prophetic language that is not of god that that is god is not going to do that and i believe no, in god is miracles not your beck and call you are a god's beck and call you're his yeah. servant he's not yours yeah. i believe in we believe in miracles and you know that you know that you just know don't you and it becomes this this show and uh yeah it's a it's a very interesting world where i work there and, and certain areas and you think but God used God has used that in my life to to reveal everything we're talking yes. about. It's a very it's been a very interesting time. Um, never seen anyone healed, but I've seen people Sorry. saved. Well, that's it. That, that is, is the greatest. This is it. This, I mean, in your your in the hospice, they're standing on the edge of eternity. The, Suddenly, they're saved and they're going they're to heaven. <laughs> they're gone. It's amazing. Anyway, the, yes, come on. Okay, another thing that you see develop within you is a hatred of sin. Oh yeah. Uh, now that's not just what you do, but it's also when it says in the word, uh, "There is no good thing that dwelleth within this flesh." There are times when I'm praying and God begins to, not in a in a, um, a, a crushing way, but He shows the. It gives me a, a, a kind of look into the corruption of my flesh, the depth yeah, of the sin yeah, of the, the human de- heart. The depth of oh dear. All right. And in that, 
it doesn't force me away. It brings me closer to the Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. And in actual fact, Lord, would you show me more because I, I want to deal with this before you. And he does take that away. Yes. But there is a journey and a process oh, yes. that we have to go through. And so interestingly, it's not like he clicks his fingers and you're pure. It's going through the valley. Yeah, and the, the, I'll tell you the other place where you'll find it as well, this hatred of sin, and it will develop, it doesn't come, is in, uh, in this technological age, and we all watch films of various kinds, um, I found over the years there's an... an I, I find it very difficult to sit down and watch most stuff on the television. I can't watch it. I get that. Right? I can't watch yeah. it. And there's stuff that, you know, um, I just can't watch it. Yeah. I right? can, so over a period it's, of time. It's, it's portraying sin in, yeah, in yeah, different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. And it's glorifying yeah. it. Mm. And um, no. And, 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 and when you see sin on what's going on in the world, you hate what you see. Even the advertising. Yes. It's, oh, the advertisers. It's, it's you think, wow, that is like the adverts on the TV and, and uh, the billboards and, and the, on the social, the way they advertise, the way they push things over, you think, wow, this, it's, it's in my face. Yeah, I mean, Job, Job said he made a, 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 what is it, he made a, a covenant with his eyes. He'd have yes. difficulty these days with everything that we've got around us. I mean, just it's, it's not so bad on the tube these days because they've yeah. changed a lot of things. But um, it's not just the the pulchritude of the stuff that was put out, but now you're dealing with stuff with this new technology of of, of this uh, what's it called when they stick it over their eyes and, and the virtual go, reality. That's it, the virtual yeah. reality. Um, yeah. The first thing that that happens with this virtual one of the first things that's happened with this virtual reality. Uh, Rosemary, my wife was telling me about it the other day uh, that they're creating robots in Japan to have sex with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, already, it's always the first thing. It's always the first thing. Yeah, it's always. corruption. It's corruption. Yeah. It is corruption at a evil high level. Yes. That we could, the things that go on, it's just... And it's very, very pervasive. Yeah. And you have to be, you know, it's, sometimes it, it, it... I mean, they were talking about the other day about the amount of... Um, I was reading, rather, uh, about the pervasiveness of pornography in the church mm. and how uh, the number of ministers are caught up in it yeah. and how th- there was a, a helpline and the number of people that are phoning up crying out for help they want to be yeah. free of this yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's got hold of them mm. it's got hold of them uh, and it's destructive yes yeah. it's, it, it's, provi- it's one of the most yes. deadliest addictions going it is so strong and so powerful oh talk it, about it, you know, it's it, it's very uh, any addict that might be listening yeah. to this, uh, an ex drug addict or an ex alcoholic uh, might um, disagree with me on this. But from what I've seen, what I understand, and even my own experiences over the years, um, pornography is far more deadly, mm. far more uh, pervasive within. Yeah the person because it goes to so much in the mind it, yeah yeah it goes beyond it you know yeah uh, and and it it destroys it so does. much in the mind and the other thing about it of course is that it it taints so much yeah it taints the marriage bed it taints the everything uh, spirit it, it taints the relationship with god yeah and the encouraging part about it, and I would encourage anybody that might be caught up in this, that really if you are saved, God understands where you are, just keep crying out to him. Just that, that is just that, keep crying that, out to him. Now, I had, a, I had a lot of dealings in lockdown on this subject with quite a few ministers that I was like, wow, I understand. But I, from my background, I understand yes. that. I clearly understand that. And so lockdown drove a lot of ministers to drink, yes. pornography, yeah. the isolation, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So no one, no one can escape it to that degree. It is it is around us. Yes. It is almost pushed on us from social media, yes. schools, the gender issue, the advertising, the programs, the adverts. And you the the, the again the mark of the Christian is the 
yearning, aching desire to be free of it. Of it. Keep going before God. That is the Deal breakthrough. Crucify me. Yeah. Set me free. Yeah. You stumble, but you come forward. It's it. It's it's not. You stumble, but you don't. Know, you don't fall headlong. No, you don't. And you just keep seeking. You just keep seeking. Is You've it, got to have God. Is it Psalm thirty-seven? It says, "I was about, I was about, I was pushed back, and I was about to fall." Yeah, it's but yeah, God yeah. caught me. Yeah. So, God knows. Yes, He does everything about everything. Yes, but when. We come, or I come to myself, and I go, God, you've got to break this. Yes, very much so. Because I can't break I this. I can't break it. No, you can't. This is the, that, that is a great truth. Whatever your problems are, you yeah. can't deal with them. Only God yeah. can. And one of the reasons he allows them is so that you will seek him. Yeah. It, it, it's strange, isn't it, that he allows it so that you will seek him. Seek him yes. because it's not that he... Colludes with it. He doesn't it's agree. Not that he approves it. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. But he allows it mm. so that you will seek him. It takes and you then, to a deeper yeah. walk. Yeah. Very interesting. We're talking about salvation. So salvation is given, but then suddenly the Holy Spirit alerts us of all this stuff around us, and then we're on a journey of a cleanup to a yes, degree. Very much. So. A, a big sweep through the yes. innermost being. Yeah. And I mean, that could I've be no, anything. I, I've no drug addicts that God has touched and set people free. It was a, an old mate of mine, he's, he's gone home now, uh, was a, a drug addict and uh, he was into all sorts of stuff. And God touched him and set him free, and he did. He was and wonderfully was free and wonderfully clean. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't do that with everybody. No. It it's doesn't like, do that with everybody. It's like healing, is it? Someone might get healed straight away, or someone's on a journey of healing. Someone's on a, on a, a journey of... Um, uh, addictive things in their lives and God heals people instantly or he takes you on a journey to go but it's his journey it's with his, you yeah, it's his, and he chooses the journey yeah. so. but I cannot break anything without him no and it, the, the, the question is that you have this what do you want to do with it mm. do you want to be set free of it or do you want to continue with it and say that's what God, God understands mm. well if you're in that position you're, then you're I, in would, more trouble. I would consider you need to look at your salvation. Yeah. Mm. I really do. The other thing that happens is that um, you grow in a love for God's word and the yeah. truth of it. Yeah. All right? And you will find also that as you begin to love the truth, you begin to abhor false teaching. Yeah. The, the two work together. The two work together. So the word frees you and opens your eyes and tear and pulls the vow back and you start to see things in truth. Yes. And then suddenly you realise, I was caught in that, but yes. now the word has freed me, has yep. released me. And again, it's, it's again, it's the yeah, same the, thing. The, the, uh, something I was praying about the other day, uh, reflecting on some prayers that I prayed many, many years ago. And I was saying, Lord, you know, Way back then, when somebody was trying to jam uh, the the name it and claim it down my throat, um, <coughs> I uh, I said, you know, we've only got one Bible, yeah, and and the, the the scriptures can be twisted, and we have to do we have a desire for the truth? Are we willing to fight our our flesh? Are we willing to mm. seek the Lord? And know the truth. Yeah. Are we willing to do that? And I've found over the years that that truth and the understanding of that truth grows and grows and grows. And I am in a place now where I was not in two years ago or yeah. five years ago or ten years ago because my understanding, by the grace of God, has grown because I've desired to understand. Praise God. And so... As I've grown in the knowledge and understanding of the word, I've also grown in my hatred of false doctrine yep. and false teaching. Mm. Uh, and, and that how hatred comes uh, for many reasons. One is because it is against God's word and it dishonours God. And it's revolting and it, 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 just, it, it just, just does not honour the word of God. And uh, it doesn't honour him at all. No. In no uh, way, shape, or form. No, uh, and and the, the other things is one one of the, the other reasons I hate it is it it causes people to stumble and fall. Yeah. 
Now, I, I do believe in calling an election. I do believe those whom God has called, he will save. I do believe that. But I also know that there's a lot of his children that are struggling yeah. because of the false yeah. teaching yes, and exactly. the lies. Exactly. And I yeah. don't want to see them in no, that place. No, 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 that's, that's right. That's right. You talk about the truth. The truth frees you. And who yes. is the truth? I am the way, the, the truth, truth, and the life. Yeah, it's it's all Jesus. It's yeah. God. It's yeah. this this deity that we're. It's Him. Yeah. The other thing that happens uh, is kind of linked with what we spoke about before. But you you find a lessening of sin. You find that you don't do those things yeah. that you used to. You you know. Um, you can it, almost go to the door of it. But you don't turn the handle of it and no, you go, you, God, you, help. Well, no, you stay away from it. You keep away. In actual fact, you find that you've died to it. You've died it to it. Touch you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we come back to this business about the area of, of addiction, whether, whatever it is, for, for those that, that struggle mm. with it. There comes a time yeah. when it dies. It's gone. Now, the flesh is still there, and there are times when the pull comes, but you hate it, you don't want it. Because the root has gone. Yeah. God has dealt God has with it. God has laid the axe to the root. He has dealt with it. Yeah. And it can only and it be does, God. And I mean, it does take time. There's no two ways it's, about it. It's and, a journey. You know, and, and don't, whatever you do, don't give up seeking God over it. Don't. That's you know, the he's key. there, he understands. And, and your yearning for him yeah. proves your, in many ways, proves your salvation. It, it is a mark of true salvation. I want Christ yeah. and I want to be free of this. So when God said, yeah, so when God says um, God displayed uh, and he showed his great love for us, in the area of calling most times that you find when you when you're alerted to salvation obviously we're in we're in the addiction so he doesn't wait for us to deal with the addiction no he doesn't no, no. he deals with us while we're in, while i was yes. still a sinner, sinner. Yes. he knows you can't deal with the addiction he knows that the addiction can only be dealt with in the cross so he, you've got to die to self you've got to die to self the only way you can die to self is find yourself in christ it's it's just it is just so powerful that while I, you, him, whoever we was, was right in the addictive way that we was, God was dealing with us in that addiction. He yes. saved us and set us free. Yes. So how many times do we hear, you can't take of this, you can't do this because you haven't done X? Oh, what, you're talking about the communion? Yeah, and loads of other things, you yeah. know, loads of other things. You know, as far as the communion is concerned, you have to be at peace with with God mm. in your own heart, whether or not you take it. You have to examine yourself. The number of times I'll, I'll sit here, yeah, and, you, and the communion starts, and, and I say, "Lord, I, I can't take it today. There's something wrong, and I'm, I'm I am not going to take it." Yeah, um, because you're you're doing an, a deep examination yes. of yourself because yeah. you. But yeah, when there's something there, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I can't put my finger yeah. on it, but I yeah. know there's something there, and I can't I can't take it. So I I say no, I'm not going to take it. But religion thinks that it holds the key to you or me saying, oh, you can. That no, 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 no. No man can tell you. you no have man. To, you, that has to be decided between you and God. You and God. That's that. It's that. Yeah. Done. That's what it says in Corinthians. It's examine yourself. Examine yourself. Si Simple. It's basically what we're talking well, about. Here. Examine yourself. Exactly. Okay, the other thing is that um, we find that our thoughts are turning more towards God. Mm, definitely. More and more. Uh, when we are in that place of salvation... Uh, and we're in that position of uh, we, where we begin, or God begins that work of transformation by the renewing of the mind. It takes time to for that mind to be renewed. Mm. God doesn't just dump it on us all in one go. And so we find as we go on, our thoughts are turned towards him more and, and more. more and more and more. It just happens. It just it just it just happens. happens because he is the one that is making it happen as yes, well. Yes, because you're, you've died. You're a new create. Yeah. You're a new yeah. crea uh, a creation. Sorry, you're a new creation, a new creature in Christ, and you're learning to live in that new creation. And as God transforms you by that renewing of the mind, so you turn towards Him. It goes back to that business of, about watching things on TV. Your mind is such that. You, you just don't want it because your you mind is turned yeah. towards him. To him. And so you grow more, your your thoughts increase Amen. more towards him. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so Powerful. Powerful um, stuff. You also find a, a growth in love and faith. Uh, I don't mean the kind of faith that, so, you know, go outside and uh, command the winds and the waves to stop. Uh, this, 
<laughs> I've heard some tripe about that. I really am. Yeah. I really am. Oh um, dear. But it's faith in yeah. Christ yeah. in the sense of trust. Tr- trust. Faith, yeah. faith is a many-sided thing. Mm. Faith in its in in one sense. Uh, what isn't faith? Okay, let's do what isn't faith. There's there's a lot of teaching around today that basically runs along this line. If I believe something, God's going to do it for me. If I, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you end up manipulating God through what you what you believe. What you believe, right? Yeah. I am going to believe for uh, a new job, and I'm trusting you to give it to me. Really? Mm. So did God say to you He was going to give you a job because faith is responding to what He says? Yeah. It's not Him responding to what you say. It's what He says. It's what He says. Yeah. So if you come before the Lord and He says and He impresses upon you, yes, I'm going to provide a new job for you then that's when your faith rises yeah. up and says, okay, I believe in that. Now, you might struggle with it, and you might have to keep coming back and say, Lord, forgive me, but I'm doubting you. I do ask for your forgiveness mm. over this. Yeah. This, this strange paradox of, of, of Christianity. Dear Lord, I love you, but I'm doubting you. Um, so faith is a response to God. It is not God responding yeah. to what we want. That, that's the first and foremost thing. And that, that's where we see the, the false. That's where most of the churches. The false prophets. That's where most of the churches. God's responding to me. Yes. God will give me. I've got a shopping list. Yes. It, no. If you don't believe, God's not going to do it. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask a question. How much did Lazarus believe before Jesus raised him up? Wow. I think there was <laughs> a breath. <laughs> um. <laughs> so the, yeah. the, the point is with all of this is our faith. And our trust and our love mm. grow towards him more and more as we go. As we, as we, over the hours, the weeks, the, the yes, moments, yeah, the journey, of, the journey of our walk yes. with Christ. Yes, it doesn't. You know, you're, you're, sometimes people. I've done it myself when I was a young Christian. You see people uh, dancing about and singing and praising God. No, oh, Lord, I love you. Aren't you marvelous? Aren't you wonderful? And you're sitting there with your head in your hands, thinking, "So, oh, I'm miles away from this. I, I just, I just can't." But, my understanding now yeah, is that yeah. that was God dealing yeah. with something in yeah, me. Yeah. And as I've reflected on some of those people over the years, I have come to the understanding that they didn't necessarily love God in the, the great way that they were saying. Yeah. It was no more than an emotion. I don't say they didn't love or don't, but... Emotional it, reaction. It becomes an emotional reaction. Yeah. Especially to music. Music's such a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. So much pagan... Worship is oh, it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it's very dangerous, and it's been. I'll be honest with you. From the point of view, yeah. uh, 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 it's safer to listen to Ed Sheeran than listening to some Christian music. Yeah, to be yeah. perfectly honest, yeah. because you know what you're going to get out from you know, Ed Sheeran. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. Okay, where the are we? Thing about faith, it's we all, yeah, we come time? on. Yeah, okay. we're right. We've got another all right, ten the minutes. Other thing is, um, faith is not about feelings. No. All right, it's based on the knowledge and the understanding mm. of Scripture. Faith is not blind. It's based on the trust yeah. in a man and what that man did on the cross and that that man is true man and true God. And that's such a safeguard. Right? That that's, is... that's where faith is. Yes. And even if I feel that I'm miles away, mm-hmm. when I look at that word and I say, do I believe that? Mm-hmm. Then I have faith. Amen. And if I have faith in that sense then I am saved because I'm looking to Christ. I'm not trusting in the way I feel. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's simple. It's really simple, isn't yes. it? I trust him. I trust him, yeah. And as I trust him, my faith grows. It, it just, it's the starting point, I believe. Yes. I can't earn it, I can't work it, I can't get it through knowledge. It is revealed, yeah. it is, it explains. God exposes it, he, he pushes it, he drives it, he and brings if, it. If all these marks and, and, and what Peter speaks about, if they're there, if they're within you, mm. then you are proving your calling and election. Yes. You're proving yeah. that you do belong, that, that Christ is in you. Praise God. Because if these things, if he wasn't in you, these things wouldn't be seen. Yeah, that's right. It's that simple. Yes. It's Come on, this this is this is simple, isn't it? It is very simple. If he's not in you, these things won't be seen. If he's in you, these things will be seen. Mm. That's it. That's it. Right. Um, the uh, 
the times, I think I've touched on this, that there are people that feel that they are not saved. And they are wrestling with this whole area of salvation. Am I saved? Am I not saved? And the mark of, or a mark of salvation, is this constant yearning for salvation. That I need you. I want you. Now, whether this is in the early days of yeah. a Christian or whether it is as a Christian grows, I need Christ. Yeah. I want him in all of my life. I need him. I desire him to be Lord and God and Saviour in everything. I don't want any part of my life outside of his kingdom. Everything in I him. I want everything in it. Everything. And that means in this, if... if, if we really come to the nub of it we have to understand that we are slaves of righteousness and that he is king we don't we don't understand what kings no. are like or what real kings are real like. kings um i'll just use a for instance yeah <clears throat> there was a famous zulu chief called shaka yeah and he started or shaka however you want to pronounce it and he was the great king of the zulus and he would train his warriors to go and fight and sometimes he would sacrifice their uh, lives for a purpose within the greater battle. Right. And uh, he, what he did at times mirrored what the Roman, uh, Romans used to do. That if they ran away from a fight, he would line them up and he would kill every tenth man. And they would have to stand there and be killed. And he would do it and no one could question him. No one could say, you can't do that. He was king. What he said went. And they, he would kill them. That end of story. They would do, this is where you get the word of decimation. Decimation. This is what the, uh, the Romans used to do to, to some of their soldiers. If, if, if they ran away, they would decimate them. They would take out every tense man. What we think today is, is a king. Is, is, dear old uh, yeah. QE2 up in uh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Um, lovely lady, but she's not, she, she, does, she hasn't got any power. No power. She's got no power at all. No, no. And so when we look at what is a king, I mean, one of the one of the terms for uh, for God in the Greek is despotus, which is a despot. Right? That's that's come to mean something very, very uh, wrong in present day. But what it means in truth is that He is God and King, and what He says goes. You can't argue with it. You, you can't. Right? Yeah. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, if you resist His will, at some point you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, he's gracious and he's loving and he's long suffering. And, but one day, one and one day and one day, you will. We cannot escape it. Yeah. This has been uh, really powerful. We've uh, really travelled some distance. Just so, just so good. Just to sit, just to chat, just to. Can I just touch on? Yeah, no. You, you've, one you've, last thing. You've, you've wrapped this up, Steve. Okay. There is a need for assurance of salvation. Most definitely. All right, and people need to press into Christ until they have that assurance. Yes. Now, one of the reasons they need that assurance is uh, there are many reasons, but one of the one of the reasons they need to have that is that without it, we will never have the courage to face certain things in our life that God will reveal to us. Agreed. Because if we don't have that courage found in Christ, mm -hmm. it's His courage He yeah. gives to us. When God reveals it, we'll run away. We'll run away. Whereas if he reveals it and we fall on our knees, we, he's given us the courage to face this. Mm. Courage and love and no condemnation. That's, that's lovely. That, right. oh, there is now no condemnation yeah. for those. Who are in Christ Jesus. But if you're forever... I mean, some of the teaching these days, oh, it's been around for a long, long time. It, you know, it, if you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do that, that will happen. If you don't... It's actually draining, isn't it? It's absolutely draining. It's mentally because draining. It, it, you end up doing everything in your own strength. You get nowhere. Nothing's dealt with. And it becomes a ritual and your focus and your fascinate. It, 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 it. And that's the opposite to what Christ is. Come yes. to me, all of you that are weary... Heavily laden, I'll give you rest. Yes. Such a such an important teaching what you brought to us today, Steve. Really, really, um, r really 
Fantastic, fantastic. So you can catch Steve here at Elim, and uh, any any questions, anything you need to know, he, he will answer that. But we've just God is taking us, God is taking us deeper into this word, and it, and we're we're moving at a nice steady pace, and God is dropping the seed in Steve's heart. We're bringing it, we're talking it. As we said, this is live, this is raw, this is not edited as we speak. This is been transformed straight into uh that podcast that you get so you can hear the bells you can hear the whistles of the of the of the people you can hear the drill of the dentist <laughs> on the scaffold so we thank you so much for joining us wherever you are across the world just just share this stuff out that steve is bringing to the table have a great rest of the day wherever you are remember you all take care salvation is a gift Thank you for listening to Elim Church Swanley's latest podcast. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Alexa, Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.